0: Hi everybody, uh, very nice to be here. Very glad to be back, very happy to be back home. Um, and I'm closing out this, uh, this series on rest. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had Mike Tucci talking about how rest is worship, right? Uh, he gave us a great definition for what rest is. Uh, rest, he said, If you think about it, just like darkness is the absence of light, rest is the absence of work. And if we invite God into our rest, if we invite God into our leisure time, then it becomes worship, right? And then last week, Derek talked about how rest is sweet obedience, right? God commanded us to rest. So it's not only good for us, but when we do obey and rest, you know, we're obeying God's commands, which is wonderful. It's fantastic that he says, rest, yes, sir. <laughs> we all need it. So today we're talking about how rest is intentional, right? How we need to, uh, to actually focus, put focus and effort into resting. I know it, seem, it seems odd, effort and rest together, but bear with me. We're going to talk all about it. Um, Last week, Derek talked a a bit about how uh, the the reasons that we rest, you know, uh, we rest whenever we're tired and and all that kind of stuff. Uh, But now let's talk about when we rest. Uh, Some of you might say, uh, I rest when I'm tired. I rest when the work is done. I rest when I feel like it, right? Uh, I rest on my time or my schedule. How well does that turn out? (laughs) Not not really well. Some of us might say that I never really have enough time to rest. As a new father, I completely understand that. Um, If we try to go by our own own efforts and everything, it's not going to turn out so well. So God, in the Old Testament, gave a lot of different uh, times and ways to rest. And a good example of that is the story in Exodus 16, where uh, God talks, uh, where it's it's God sent manna from heaven. Now, if you haven't heard this story, it's really very cool. Um, So Moses led the uh, people of, of God, God's people, the Israelites, out of Egypt, and they were wandering the desert. And as people are, want to do, they started complaining. I mean, who hasn't complained to God about something, right? So they started complaining that there wasn't enough food in the desert. Go figure. Um, and they said, uh, we had it better back in Egypt. Because uh, at least there, you know, we had meat. We had, we had better food back there. And so what God did was he sent manna bread down from heaven. The way that it worked was, um, in the morning, uh, when the dew would, would evaporate, the manna, these little flakes, would, would be left on the ground, and the people of Israel went out and picked it up and gathered enough for that day. Right? They couldn't keep it for the next day, because if they did, then it would, uh, it would spoil. It would actually get maggots in it, and it would start to stink. I mean, it goes bad really quickly. So they couldn't keep it for, uh, for the next day except for the sixth day of the week, right? So uh, it's it's a special situation here. It's a blessing within a blessing, miracle within a miracle. Um, Starting in verse 21 in Exodus 16, it says, each morning everyone gathered as much as they needed, and when the sun grew hot, it melted away. On the sixth day, they gathered twice as much, two omers for each person. An omer is about like three pounds, give or take. Um, So they would gather three pounds of food for each day, but on the sixth day, they would gather six pounds. And so some of the church leaders uh, got a little bit concerned. It says, And the leaders of the community came and reported this to Moses. He said to them, This is what the Lord commanded. Tomorrow is to be a day of Sabbath rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. So bake what you want to bake and boil what you want to boil. Save whatever it is left. Uh, save whatever is left and keep it until morning. You might think, well, don't, won't it go bad? Again, here's the miracle. So they saved it until morning as Moses commanded and it did not stink or get maggots in it. Eat it today, Moses said, because today is a Sabbath to the Lord. You will not find any of it on the ground today. Six days you are to gather it, but on the seventh day, the Sabbath, there will not be any. So even if they wanted to work on the Sabbath, even if they wanted to go out and gather on the Sabbath, they couldn't because God didn't put the manna out for that day because he had put out, put out twice as much the day before, right? So it's amazing that God... Really made them rest. Like, he didn't give them an option to work as far as gathering food went. It's amazing. And so, in the New Testament, Jesus tells us uh, or shows us a number of different ways to rest in other ways. Now, along with being the ultimate sacrifice for our sins. One of the purposes of Jesus becoming human was to set the example for how to live a godly life, and that includes how to rest. Um, It says in the the New Testament that Jesus would set aside each morning to rest in God, to to pray, and there would be other other occasions and times that he would also rest. Um, But he would, every morning, he would set aside that time to rest in God. Now, there's a great story um, in Mark chapter 1. We, we get sort of a look at uh, a day in the life of Jesus. Jesus had a very busy schedule. So on this particular day, um, Jesus, it was a Sabbath day, so Jesus was in the synagogue. He was uh, teaching. And then some guy started to, to mouth off, Uh, started piping up and saying saying some things, and Jesus knew that it wasn't just the guy talking, that it was actually an evil spirit. So in the midst of teaching, Jesus cast out an evil spirit uh, from the guy and then continued teaching, you know, as you do. (laughs) And then he went over to Simon and Andrew's house, a couple of the um, uh, apostles, and probably went over for lunch, and uh, Simon's mother-in-law was sick. So what did Jesus do? He healed her so that she could get up and start serving and do the food thing because that's what moms do, right? You got to feed the boys. So uh, she's up, she's serving. And then at the end of the day, when the sun went down, because in Jewish tradition, uh, Days are from sundown to sundown. Not midnight to midnight, but sundown to sundown. So the Sabbath ended when the sun went down. And so the entire town got up out of their houses and came over to Simon and Andrew's house so that they could see Jesus, so that they could ask him for all kinds of things, you know, healing them from from, uh, sickness and casting out evil spirits. So he was doing healing, healing, spirits, spirits, just doing all this kind of work For all of that day, and then, after all of that incredibly busy day, in Mark chapter 1, starting verse 35, it says, Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Even after that incredibly busy day, Jesus still made time to get up early and rest in God. Now why did he do that? Why did even after that kind of... If, if any of us have that kind of a day, what are we going to do? We're going to sleep in the next day, right? <laughs> We're going to try and take up that kind of rest. But Jesus knew that he needed to rest in God so that he could be at his best to serve God. That's... Resting with intention, with purpose. So, oddly enough, true rest in God is a little bit like working out, like exercise. I know it seems like opposites, but here we go. So, if we only go to exercise when we feel like it, we're not going to go exercise. We're not going to go to the gym if, if we just go when we feel like it. If we go just when we have time, we're not going to go to the gym. We're not going to exercise. It's the same way with resting in God. If we only get up early to rest in God when we feel like it, that bed is a really tough thing to turn down. That extra sleep is really tough. Same thing with having time to rest in God. If we only do it when, when we just happen to have some time, we're not going to do it i mean if you're anything like me if i it, there are certain things that if i don't do it in the morning it's not getting done that day and you ever hear those uh <laughs> those people who say uh, speaking of working out they say well i don't i don't want to work out. i don't want to lift weights because i don't want to get too big the people who say that don't realize the commitment that it takes to get muscles like Kelechi Ebay. <laughs> like, I don't think Kelechi Ebay is too big. I think he's beautiful, he's amazing. <laughs> but it takes so many years of working out out multiple hours a day years of work to build up that kind of muscle so don't worry you're not gonna get too big if you go exercise same thing with prayer same thing with resting in God if you uh, it's as ridiculous as saying that if I rest in God too much then I'm going to turn into a monk in some monastery off in a mountain only studying the scriptures and not interacting with the world at all don't worry that's not gonna happen either you're okay. You can rest in God frequently and still interact with the world. You can be in the world, but not of it. Remember, the Bible says that, in the world, not of it. So rest takes commitment. Just like exercise, rest takes commitment to do. And even the disciples needed to be taught this lesson. So in Mark uh, chapter 6 verse 30 it says the apostles gathered around Jesus to report and reported to him all they had done and taught then because so many people were coming and going they did not even have a chance to eat he said to them come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest God gives us The opportunity to rest. He tells us, commands us to rest. Yes, there will be times when you do need to stay up late for a specific purpose, when God has you burning the midnight oil for prayer or for some kind of productive thing. I mean, just like the the Garden of Gethsemane, right? Uh, When Jesus was praying uh, just before he was taken to to be crucified, he was praying throughout the night. And the disciples couldn't couldn't keep up with him with, with the prayer. They were falling asleep. He said, can't you stay up with me and and pray? And so there will be times when we are called to stay up late for specific purposes. But God also gives us that opportunity to rest. We sometimes get so busy with our responsibilities that we don't give ourselves that time to rest like with our families, our our jobs, even serving at Skyline. There are times that we're we're pushing ourselves to do these things and yet not giving ourselves that opportunity to rest. Last year I had a great habit of going to bed early, getting up early, exercising, uh, reading the Bible, and resting in god in that way and it was amazing did that for months and then i got hit with a bout of a severe bout of sciatica and that took me out for a few months where i wasn't able to exercise um that that was off the table so because i wasn't getting up early to exercise i wasn't getting up early to rest in god either i i'd lost that habit and because I wasn't getting up early to rest in God and to exercise, I also was not going to bed early. I started staying up too late, and it, it was not a good decision. I mean... It, And I sometimes continue to make that decision. I still haven't gotten back onto that good habit train of going to bed early, getting up early, partly because three and a half months ago I became a dad. Um, (laughs) Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, And so I, in figuring out the schedule with the baby, um, that's... Made it more difficult to try and keep myself on on a good schedule Although last night he slept for like seven and a half hours. So that's amazing So we are uh, we're getting there with with sleep training, you you know Get him on a good schedule to get me on a good schedule of sleeping better Um, (laughs) There was um, uh, There was a comedian who was referencing another comedian So I'm not sure who to attribute this idea to but I love it Um, when we stay up too late um, because we haven't had the opportunity to do the things that we want to do that day. We're taking vengeance on the day, the, the, uh, the comedian said. Love that phrase. Um, because it's like, well, I didn't get to do the things that I want to do, so I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to stay up late, and I'm just going to do all those things that I want to do. And what do we end up doing? Watch TV, play video games. Uh, Scroll through social media. Nothing productive, right? Nothing productive. We're taking vengeance on the day. In Deuteronomy uh, chapter 32, verse 35, it says, To me belongeth vengeance. That's God talking. It's not our place to take vengeance on the day. Because vengeance belongs to God. So we shouldn't be (laughs) vengeful towards the day by staying up late. We're not setting ourselves up for oops, we're not setting ourselves up for success when we take vengeance on the day when we stay up too late. The next day is a wash because we're not setting our, we're, we're not preparing ourselves properly. Um, speaking of being a new parent, I was talking with Julie Venegas uh, this this week, and she told me an amazing story. And as as she was saying this story, I knew that you guys needed to hear it as well, because it fits so well with everything here. So uh, about being a new parent, let's check out truly
1: So I um, became a mom with Genesis, and it was amazing until we brought the baby home, <laughs> and then it was time to put her on a, a sleeping schedule. That was very challenging as I was breastfeeding, um, all she wanted was to be on me she would not sleep and I would not sleep. And so I was constantly tired. And on top of that, I didn't know that I had postpartum. And so one day I was home, I was exhausted. My levels of hormones were all over the place. And I said, you know, I'm just not good enough to be her mom and I'm not good enough to be David's wife. It's just, I'm not good enough, I can't do this. And so I decided to give her a shower, a bath, actually, a nice bath, and feed her and put her down. And then I decided that I was gonna leave. And I didn't know really where I was going. The only place I could think of was um, my best friend's Georgina's house, which was in uh, West Virginia. I don't know how I was gonna get there, but this is what I was thinking. And so as I'm walking down the stairs, David walks in, Mind you, he's supposed to be at work. At that time he was working like over 80 hours a week. So I was always home alone with the baby. But that day he decided to come home um, around lunchtime, you could say. And it was very odd. But he walks in and he asked me, where was I going? And I told him that I was leaving. And then he said, okay. And he looked at my hands, I I did not have Genesis. So he asked me where was Genesis, and I told her she's upstairs sleeping, that I had fed her and I had bathed her. And he asked me if my mom was upstairs, and I said, no. And so he took a minute, he breathed, and he was like, oh, okay. Um, So how about before you leave, we go upstairs and have some lunch so that you could eat before you leave? And I thought about it, I was hungry, uh, and I said, okay, fine, I'll go upstairs and I eat. Um, So I went upstairs and he made something to eat. He made me a sandwich, it was delicious actually. Then when I was done eating, he was like, okay, so I know you have to get ready to go, um, but how about if before you go, you take a nap? So like that while you're on your trip, you're rested and you're up so that you're not sleeping. And I thought that was a great idea. So I said, all right, fine, I'll take a nap. And I slept for a long time, which was not the norm because um, I really didn't take naps because while the baby was sleeping, if she did take a nap, I was cleaning and cooking and making sure the house was perfectly. And so I took that nap and when I woke up, um, it was like a different person woke up. Um, I went to the living room and David had Genesis in his arms and I looked and I said, I can't believe that I was gonna leave my child and I was gonna leave my husband. Like I didn't know what was wrong with me. I didn't understand what was wrong with me. Um, but that nap did something for me that it kind of changed my thoughts and it changed like just my whole way of, of handling things. And um, yeah, and thankfully the way that David handled that I mean, the way that the Holy Spirit spoke to him to come home and the way that he handled that with such serenity and peace and understanding without any judgment or thinking I was crazy and just gave me something to eat and literally put me to sleep and told me to go take a nap. And when I woke up, all I did was just cry because I couldn't believe that, like, what was wrong with me. I was gonna leave my husband and my kid. And so, 11 years later <laughs> I'm still here. I just thought, you know, that rest and sleeping is so important when you're going through challenges and you're going through different stages.
0: That's an amazing story. <laughs> now, some might think that it's it's an extreme example of what might happen if we don't give ourselves that opportunity to sleep or to rest in general and resting in God. But it's a very possible example. We're, we don't think straight when we don't take the opportunity to rest. We're not our best. We have to intentionally rest, and not just physical or mental, but spiritual as well. There's a fantastic verse, uh, Psalm 127, starting verse 1. It says, Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. In vain you rise up early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat. For he grants sleep to those he loves. God gives us rest. Sometimes he forces us to rest. And there's, there, there are times that we might get sick with something, right? and we just need, it, God's <laughs> saying, hey, slow down, I'm gonna make you slow down so you can actually rest. Because you know that's the usual uh, part of the cure of, of sickness is to actually rest. And there needs to be purpose behind the rest. Just like the, the, those verses said, if, if we're working towards something big, and God's not in it, we're doing it in vain. Even if we get up early to, to exercise or to, to rest in God without purpose, if we just get up early just to read the Bible or, or whatever, and there's no purpose behind it, then we're doing it in vain. Even reading the Bible, we're doing it in vain unless there's that purpose behind it. And just saying that, well, I'm doing it because I'm supposed to, that's not a reason. There needs to be that push, that purpose. So why do we rest in God? Why do we do these things? Because we need to recharge our spiritual batteries so that we can then serve God better so that we can be at our best. So follow that logic, follow that that pattern with each action leading up to uh, resting in God in the morning. So ask yourself, why are we going to bed early? So that we can get up early. Why are we getting up earlier? So that we can rest in God. Why are we resting in God? So that we can better serve Him. How you serve God is going to be different for for everybody. Uh, We're all called to different things. For me, uh, God uh, has called me to be a husband, to be a father. And if I'm not resting in Him, I'm not going to be present for my family, I'm not going to be at my best for my family. If I'm not resting in God, then I'm not going to be present for uh, my students. I'm a professional voice actor, and I, I do voice, uh, voiceover for lots of different things, and I also teach how to do voiceover. And if I'm not resting in God, I'm not going to be present for my clients, I'm not going to be present for my students. I'm not going to be able to lead by example, showing them what a, what a Christian guy can do, what a God-following man can do, and they're, they're not going to see it. They're not going to see that example. They're not going to see God in me if I'm not resting in God, if I'm not at my best. When Des uh, gave birth, three weeks after she gave birth, she went into rehearsal for a musical. Three weeks. Gave birth, and three weeks later, she was dancing and singing in rehearsals. Incredibly difficult thing to do. And just like uh, David did for Chuli, giving her that opportunity to rest, I decided to take on the responsibility of the late night feedings, so that she could have the energy, so so that she could get the rest to do what she needed to do during the day. Now I've done most of the late night feedings, there were a few times so far that I haven't, that I I didn't do it, like where, I was just out, I was asleep and Des didn't wake me up and so she just went ahead and did the feeding. But most of the time, I've done those feedings to help her out. And so, uh, in doing all of that, um, we, we went to Connecticut and while I was there it was full-time stay-at-home dad and a full-time voice actor and full-time teacher. That was really rough. What made it more difficult was because I was taking vengeance on the day. I was staying up late. I was getting frustrated that I wasn't able to do the things that I really wanted to do because of all these other responsibilities. And I was not fully present for my wife, wasn't fully present for my son, wasn't fully present for my students. Throughout a good portion of that time, Because I was taking vengeance on the day I was staying up late, not to be productive. Just because I didn't get to do what I wanted to do. And so I wasn't setting myself up for success. I needed a check in with myself of the order of operations here, which is God first, then my wife, then my son, then everything else. I was focusing on everything else. I was trying to, to see about doing more auditions and doing more of this stuff and trying to do more, more work. But the order of operations here, God, wife, son, then everything else. I needed a check in with that. I was physically doing all of the stuff that I needed to. I was, I was getting up, to feeding the, feeding the boy, changing him, bathing him, uh, washing all the bottles and breast pump parts, all the different stuff. I was physically doing these things, but I wasn't fully present. Now, I still haven't gotten back into the, uh, those good habits. I mean, you probably see, I've, I've put on like a, a Mateo-sized belly. <laughs> you know, it's like he went from Dez onto me. <laughs> Still haven't gotten into those good habits, and so I need this message as much as anybody else. <laughs> There's a great book by, uh, by James Clear called Atomic Habits. And in it, he talks about how to get rid of bad habits and instill good habits. And one of the ways that, that where he talks about it, uh, one of the methods is doing it incrementally at the atomic level, very small, making very small changes gradually, right? So I'm going to make a challenge for everybody, including myself, this week. I want you to get up five minutes earlier than you usually would. Like if you get up at 7, get up at 6.55. If you hit the snooze alarm at 7 o'clock and then 7.05 and then 7.10, just don't hit the snooze alarm and get up at (laughs) 7. Get up five minutes earlier. And what are you going to do with that extra five minutes? You're going to rest in God for five minutes. That's something we can do, that's easy, that's doable. Five minutes is nothing. So we can build that incrementally. And then once you get accustomed to that five minutes, I want you to try 10 minutes. You're to have 10 minutes earlier so you can rest in God for that length of time. Now at that time, you might start thinking, well, I'm gonna be losing out on some sleep. So that means you need to what? Go to bed earlier. Go to bed 10 minutes earlier. Again, that's doable. This isn't like uh, New Year's resolutions that don't go anywhere, right? Where people say, all right, January 1st, I'm gonna hit the gym, I'm gonna be going five days a week, I'm gonna lift the heaviest weights. No, you're not. That's not gonna work. You have to build up to the heavier weights. You have to build up to the stamina to be able to, to exercise that many days a week for that length of time, right? You can't just do it all in one big chunk. So if you try to go to bed like an hour or two earlier, you're not gonna go to sleep. You're just gonna be laying in bed like, okay, I'm supposed to be here. Uh, I'm not asleep yet, and it's not gonna turn out well. But ten minutes earlier, that you can do, nice and easy. And then you know you incrementally go further and further. I mean don't go to bed at 4 p.m. and then get up at midnight or whatever. (laughs) We're not building towards that. But, you know, a good habit of resting in God, setting yourself up for success for the day, putting your mind in the right place so that you can best serve God, so that you can best do what he's called you to do. And... That's the purpose behind it. We have to have that purpose. It's intentional, and it takes commitment. It takes hard work to do this. But if we're doing it incrementally, bit by bit, then we can do it. Is five minutes something that you can do this week? Let me hear Is Is five minutes something you can do this week? Thank you. Absolutely. So in Hebrews uh, chapter 4, starting in verse 9, it says, there remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their work, just as God did from his. God gives us the opportunity to rest. Take that opportunity. Jesus is our rest. Jesus is the one that we worship. We can worship in rest, inviting him into our rest. Jesus, we obey Jesus by taking that rest. And Jesus is the one we commit to, the purpose behind that rest. He's inviting us into his rest. If you don't know Jesus, If you don't have that relationship with Jesus, He's inviting you today to take that rest. He's inviting you to be your best. So, this week, rest intentionally. Rest physically, mentally, and most importantly, spiritually. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so very much that you give us opportunities to rest. Thank you so much that you've commanded us to rest. You know what's best for us. You know what we need. Thank you, Lord, for providing everything that we need. Everything that we need, you always provide it. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that we can take rest in you. That we can be our best selves through you. That we can live by example for those around us. By resting in you. I ask that you help us to build those good habits. To build the habits of rest and to build the habits of of focusing our time and energy on you. Let us not work in vain. Let us have the purpose, the intentionality to do it for you. Thank you for everything, and it's in Jesus' name we ask all these things. Amen.